0: the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Sophia with an F. How are you guys doing? I have missed you guys. First and foremost, I just want to say congrats to all of you responsible citizens who voted, who went out there and did your thing. I need to stop saying thing. I know I've been drilling um, voting home, but it is truly so important. And you guys did it. And I'm so proud of all of you. I also want to say thank you to—am I, like, giving a Grammy speech? I also want to say thank you to um, the irresponsible citizens listening. Just kidding. You're not irresponsible. But you guys that are listening right now um, and taking this time to hang out with me during this crazy time. You could spend your time anywhere else right now, but you are with me, and I love you guys for that, and it's nice to listen to something that is not about politics after this week. If you guys are feeling so kind, please subscribe, rate me five stars, do it on your grandma's Android, (laughs) whatever you need to do, and check out my merch, sophiafranklin.com. I swear by it, it is the comfiest thing it fits amazing and follow me on social media so for you then have franklin with a y okay let's get into it i have a very special person here and it's not a best friend and it's not a new friend and it's not a cousin and it's not my mom it's my ex-boyfriend
1: do not Say my name. Do not say my name.
0: Yes. The listeners, you guys should be hired for FBI-level, (laughs) CEI-level investigations because it's insane. You guys figure shit out in two seconds. How
1: far are we into this podcast? Three minutes? I guarantee, Your name is everywhere. I guarantee they know who I am already.
0: 100%. One hundred percent. One thousand percent. Yes, but he's anonymous, guys. I'm anonymous.
1: So what do you want to call me? What, Let's what,
0: play what, pretend. Yeah. What um, should we call me? He wants me to call him Finger Bang, which I know sounds very random. It's a whole thing. I'm well, not I... going to call you Finger Bang throughout the show. <laughs> I could call you Elmo.
1: <laughs> Elmo's a good one. Do they Elmo. know the Elmo? They know the Elmo story.
0: You know what? what? Let's just do meeb.
1: I like Meeb. Do, you know, do they know the Meeb story? Can I tell them the Meeb story?
0: Do you want to tell them?
1: I'll tell the Meeb story. Okay, say okay. it. Okay. So, when we were dating, a very common pet name for your lover is Babe.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: me and Soph would go out. We'd go out on the town. She'd start drinking. And the more <laughs> she drank, the more she slurred. Yeah. She would lose her pronunciation as she got drunker and drunker. So it started out Babe- Babe, and the drunk she got it to be babe, babe, and by the end of the night it was like barely audible. <laughs> me, me, must go home. Meme, meme. I, so I gave her the nickname Me, but I guess apparently I'm Meeb now. So
0: we're both Meeb. Okay, Meeb me, is Babe me. if you're completely <laughs> fucked up.
1: If you're Sophia and you're blackout drunk.
0: You were supposed to come on here and make me look good. Okay. So Meeb. Yes. We're gonna keep you anonymous. You were born and raised in Utah. Born and raised. You were raised Mormon.
1: Mormon as fuck. Right. Like, did the whole thing Mormon my whole life, went on a Mormon mission. Wow. Came back. I thought I was gonna be a Mormon's like seminary teacher. That's like a priest. That's what oh. that was my goal when I got off my mission. Can you believe? Look, look where I am now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is fucking crazy for people that don't know can we just quickly in like one line or two yeah. lines mormonism yes
1: so people think that salt lakes is the heart of mormonism it's not provo is the heart of mormonism i went to byu mm. so they have this thing called the honor code you can't drink you can't smoke you can't do drugs can't have sex you can't even go in the opposite sex's bedroom and if you do any of those things you can't drink caffeine yes you can't drink caffeine i think they changed that now but when i was there you couldn't drink caffeine and if you did any of those things they would cancel you out they would literally cancel you they wouldn't let you transfer your credits
0: right i just want to add to that um someone that listened to my old podcast got kicked out for listening to it a BYU. Are
1: you serious?
0: Yes. Wh- what? So, okay. Mormonism is a religion and it's very predominant here in Utah. And they are very, what's the word? Fundamental, I guess you would say. Fundamental. Conservative. Conservative. Conservative, conservative yes. to a degree that coffee and anything with caffeine is bad. That's fine. But... Meeb, you grew up in that religion and you decided to leave. Mm-hmm. At what age?
1: I started, so once you get to like your late 20s, your early 30s, there really isn't, a, if you're not married and you don't have a family, there really isn't a place for you in the church. They like they really want you to, th- to kind of
0: oh, push that's you why? in that direction.
1: Yeah, so... There's singles wards. So this is just a place to go and pick up on chicks, you know. No,
0: I yeah, <laughs> yes.
1: But once you turn 30, you're not allowed to go there anymore. So we would no still, way. Yeah, so we would still go like to like BYU wards and like check out chicks and stuff like that. But we weren't allowed to be a part of the ward. So, you
0: couldn't go to the singles group no. if you're over 30. If you're over
1: 30, yeah. They okay. wanted you to go to the family wards so you could see what a family is like, and they thought that that was gonna like
0: <laughs> brainwash influence you. you,
1: like encourage you to go for that instead of just being bored as fuck. Oh my <laughs> god, I went to those things. I was so bored and so when annoyed. When people go
0: up to you and try to coerce you, this could be yours. <laughs> Do you see my three kids? Look at these four look kids. Look at my wife. Look at those tits. At this my could be yours. Four kids and
1: my fat wife. <laughs> All this could be yours and these (laughs) granny panty underwear that she has to wear (laughs) 24-7. Come to us. Come
0: to us. Okay. So (laughs) you decide to leave the church and there wasn't necessarily like a breaking point. Did you look back and was there a specific thing that you were like, that's why I fucking left. Yes. Okay.
1: 1,000%. Okay. Maybe
0: you want to know what that is? You couldn't have sex. I thought,
1: I put my penis in a girl's vagina. Lightning's going to strike me down. Your penis falls off. And I'm going to be dead. I'm going to fall off. I'm going <laughs> to be a girl from now on. And it didn't happen. And it just, oh. I thought... So
0: now that you've had pussy, that's your reasoning.
1: I was a virgin until I was 31 years old. I wasn't a saint. I started masturbating at a very, very young
0: age, Mm -hmm.
1: very young age, way sooner than any of my friends that I've heard of. And when I started, especially being in the church and the shame and the guilt that comes along with that. Right. Right. I literally thought I was the only boy in the world that (laughs) masturbated and I had so much shame. Right. So much guilt for doing that. Like, I literally thought that I was the only person in the world, the only boy in the world that did that, you know? Yeah. So.
0: You know what? I don't want to make it about me. It's about you. (laughs) I still, even now, at 28, when Mm. I masturbate, There is a teeny tiny part of me that thinks to myself, you're doing something dirty or what you did is dirty. Do you have that at all anymore? Because I still do. I
1: don't think I have that as much when I do it, but I really think that a lot of my sexuality is linked to that guilt and that shame. Right. Because I always associated sex with dirtiness and naughtiness and nastiness. So... I don't have to tell you. So I always <laughs> wanted my sex to be dirty and nasty and naughty as possible.
0: That is, this is so fucking interesting because <laughs> I know. You know. <laughs> I know.
1: You know.
0: So masturbating in the church, mm-hmm. which this is for a lot of religions. I don't want to like single out LDS.
1: I think it's a lot of conservative... That's yes. what I'm looking for. Um,
0: organized religion. Organized
1: religion. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of guilt and shame. Yes. Tied to sex.
0: In general. In general. And yeah. masturbation specifically. So mm-hmm. you were taught that you should not do it under any circumstances. Any circumstances. Even when you're in high school.
1: Even when you're in high
0: school. Just never, never ever. Ever. Have they loosened up that?
1: They actually have. They actually have. It might have saved me. I would have maybe gone for another couple of years. You.
0: They're don't... like you can do it in the dark under a blanket, <laughs> one hand, eyes closed, and <laughs> repent your sins in a diary, and you can do it. No,
1: you just have to do it. Hail Mary to yourself from <laughs> now. Like you really do. You just do it to yourself as long as you don't, As long as it's just like mental. Like if you bring porn into the mix. Gotta
0: okay. Go Got to
1: go talk to your priest. Got to confess to your priest. If but if you it's just porn. Yeah. As long as it's not a hat, I don't know how they.
0: How it's they it's say pretty it.
1: loosey-goosey, you know, let your conscience
0: be right. your guide. But... The fact that they're even putting laws or boundaries around yes. it, you still internalize that and you think this is wrong.
1: Yes, exactly. You still think it's wrong. Exactly.
0: I still do. I'm 28. <laughs> I mean, I fucking do it. But I do a lot of shit I think is wrong. But I shouldn't feel that it's wrong.
1: No, you shouldn't feel that it's wrong.
0: I had a sex podcast and I still sometimes... <laughs> anyways okay so you did not lose your virginity until 31 31 years young no wonder you were masturbating uncontrollably (laughs) i know you're referring to when you were younger but holy shit yes um that is crazy and i know it's not just the lds faith there are a lot of faiths that have a taboo around masturbating I want to come on here and be the professional taboo removal. Masturbating is okay. I'm also talking to myself. I'm not even talking to you guys. Are you trying to convince yourself right now? Yes, I am.
1: Masturbation is okay.
0: I want to move on. Um, Mm -hmm. Is there anything else we want to say about the LDS faith? Because I don't want this segment to come off like we are.
1: Like bashing.
0: No, because we're not. And
1: I don't want to bash. No. It's like, I think a lot of people, and I get it. A lot of shit can happen to someone when they leave the Mormon church. I've been fortunate. My family still loves me. They still accept me for who I am. Um, But a lot of people have a lot of hard feelings. And I think a part of that is you've got to figure out how to come to terms with your Mormonism. A lot of people will get out of the church. And like you said, this this will be with any like fundamental religion. Right. They get out of that religion, but they can't. They leave the religion, but they can't leave it
0: alone. Right. You know Exactly.
1: The way that I do it personally is Mormonism is no longer my spirituality. Mormonism is no longer my religion, but it's always going to be my tribe. I was raised Mormon. I went on a mission. I did all that stuff. And it's always going to be a part of me. I love that. And I think if more people could come to terms with it that way, There wouldn't be so much negativity and hostility. I see it a lot in in the Mormon church, at least.
0: Right. I see it too. Just growing up in Utah, I see it everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I actually want to apologize because I feel like I've made a couple comments on this podcast. I'm 99% of the time joking. You guys know that. But I have no hard feelings towards the lds faith my grandma my grandpa lds i love them more than anything i just want this to be a place where we can talk about everything openly and explore everything yeah but i love how you said they are your tribe yes okay Neeb. we were together for how many years
1: two and a half years
0: that's it regardless it was two to three years yeah
1: so many great memories In those two to three years, it was such a blur.
0: If you can't hear the sarcasm, (laughs) please hear it because it was one of the craziest years of my life. And for you too.
1: It's uh, People say toxic.
0: Why? That might
1: be a way, but you know what? cocaine's toxic <laughs> molly's toxic
0: i don't do those adderall's
1: things. To- i'm not saying you do them but i'm saying they're a lot of fun when you're doing them you know what i mean
0: when people when people say toxic relationship mm-hmm. i would put a caution tape wrap around you and be like this is the fucking guy i had the toxic relationship with and that's not a bad thing because honestly, looking back, and you're going to love to hear this. Okay, let's hear it. And I'll never say it again. I think I contributed to the toxicness.
1: <laughs> you yeah, don't say. You yeah, don't say.
0: He, he's pissed I said contributed. You thought I was about to own all of it. you are going to own
1: it. Hey, I'll take that. That's the most you've ever owned it, Meeb.
0: I did contribute hey. heavily.
1: <laughs> there we go. We'll take it.
0: That's it. That's, That's it. all I'll say. That's it. Okay. But it's like,
1: ugh, man, I hate looking back on it like that. We had a lot of fun. I don't, I
0: don't look back and have negative feelings.
1: I don't. I, I did. It was hard for a while. It took me a long time to like get over it. It did. It took me a long time to get over it. But... Yeah, we had our shit. We had so much shit. And it was like we loved each other so much, but we just couldn't be the person that the other person needed to be in love. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I am grateful for this. Through all the shit, through all the toxicity, is that a word? Yes. Our relationship taught me how to be present in a relationship. Every other relationship before you, I was, like, with a girl, but I was always looking around. Right. I was always fooling around. Our relationship taught me the beauty and the power of being present in a relationship. And I'll always be grateful to you for that, Meeb.
0: Wait. That, uh, Meeb, mm-hmm. is so interesting. I have not thought about this until now. Mm-hmm. I look back on it, and I'm like, God damn! thank you, because now I have a podcast, and I have stories <laughs> endlessly. <laughs> We
1: have like three seasons of stories in that, in that three years that we were together, and that's the truth. There's Ruth. no exaggeration.
0: <laughs> three seasons. Okay, so let's give them one. Okay.
1: So thank you for admitting to a
0: little
1: bit of the shit that you brought into our relationship. Mm-hmm. I appreciate
0: that. Teeny thank you very tiny. much. tiny. Guys, a little teeny tiny psycho contribution. And
1: there is...
0: For the most part, it was his fault.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I always kind of wore that as a badge of self-righteous honor. Like, it was all, she was that crazy bitch. It was all her. It wasn't me. She's fucking crazy.
0: I mean, a lot of dudes do that. Yeah.
1: I think a lot of dudes do do that.
0: In this particular situation, I want to own it a little bit and say I was pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. But, yes.
1: Yeah. I don't feel like I would punish you for the fucked up shit you would do, but I'd have that in my back pocket. Like, if I ever fucked up, even if I didn't tell you, I'm like, well, she did this
0: shit. Okay. So when I would fuck up, Mm -hmm. you would take a mental note Mm -hmm. and just store it in -hmm. your mind Mm -hmm. and think to yourself, I will just fucking pull this card out. (laughs) whenever I'm in trouble.
1: <laughs> yes. I actually told it to you one time. I'm like, I have three get out of jail free cards. And you're like, no, if you stay with me and if we're together and you forgive me, you cannot have those get out of jail free cards. And I'm like, the fuck I can't. <laughs> you butt dialed one of my best friends while you're cheating on me. And you're talking about the plan B pill. They've heard that story on the other podcast. Yeah.
0: But we have to quickly explain it in two sentences. Okay. I cheated on me. Who's mm-hmm. sitting across from me. I butt-dialed one of his friends while I was cheating, which I know sounds like, made up. Literally,
1: it while she's having sex. Literally.
0: Yes. Me and the guy are talking about getting the Plan B pill. Meeb's friend hears it and reports back to Meeb, and Meeb gets upset. <laughs> which what? I'm like, what? please. That was awful. That was fucking awful. I was not a good girlfriend Uh, but we're talking about toxicity yes and you're saying when i would fuck up you would store it to use later against me To use later against you that's toxic also that is
1: very toxic very very toxic as well that's a whole nother story for a whole season of me been soph yeah um tell me okay so birthday party arizona scottsdale i don't want to say what birthday it was but it was a momentous birthday we go out there. We stay with Honey Bunny. We're staying at his place, and you're like, "Meme," because you were drunk. Mm-hmm. Meme. <laughs> do you want, when you want there and I'm like, "You know what I want? I want a threesome, or foursome. Come on, let's go, duh." <laughs> <laughs> and so all weekend long, you were full court press, and it was like looking, looking, looking. We just kept striking out left and right, and so finally, we find a couple. You remember this couple? Yes. Yes. And we've been trying to work it like a couple of nights in a row, but some, you were either too drunk or she was too drunk. So finally, Sunday morning, I sent a text to the guy. I'm like, nooner. And it was, <laughs> it was 9:40 in the morning. And he says, nooner. How about 9:40 or?" <laughs> I'm like done. We're staying with honey bunny. We go out, we grab, uh, we, we, I'm like, I need your keys. I need to buy your car. And he's
0: like, for what? Exactly. You're for like what? a force. Yes.
1: And I, let's just say, he was probably a little bit jealous of that of that situation because yeah. he's been he's him and his relationship. They've had a little bit of wild, crazy times. Anyway,
0: I think any dude. When his best friend is like, dude, I'm going to do a for someone by girl is probably like, what the fuck? Why am I not invited? Exactly. And he dude, Exactly. Yes, but go on.
1: So we get in his car. We drive over to their house. So I don't, don't know if you remember this. This is something that we would do. We would get like a girl or a couple. We'd get there. And once everyone's on the same page, like, OK, we're going to the sex shop.
0: Oh. And everyone gets to
1: pick. One thing from the sex shop, but we have to use it when we all get back there and we're having sex. It was it's the perfect intro. I it's love the perfect that.
0: intro for that. It's the perfect intro. It's so great. That is so I'm not gonna take over. That is so fun because yes. a lot of times when people are going into kinky sex where it's mm-hmm. multiple people, they get nervous, clam mm-hmm. up. Let's all go to the fucking sex shop and pick shit out and mm-hmm. talk about it and i love that and get
1: everyone comfortable so we i mean we had our moments in yeah year and a half so don't ask me why are you ready for this
0: Wait, are those all of the toys? Those are all of the sex toys that we bought over the years. Look at this thing right here. Wait, you saved all of the sex toys?
1: Well, remember in my old bed, it had those drawers in it and we just had a drawer full From our relationship? Yes, look at all
0: these things. (laughs) Guys, I- I wanna say that there's a whole
1: nother story that we need to tell about that one. That's so Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay.
0: Memory lane, yes. And (laughs) some people save photographs. I guess Meeb is saving sex toys. (laughs) He just dumped them out. There are six or seven. This one I'm holding. It is a double-sided dildo that is how many? Is this a foot?
1: Oh, it's over a foot. It's a BBC (laughs) double-sided dildo.
0: Never been used. Don't lie. (laughs) Okay, hold on. Let's backtrack. Okay. Arizona for your birthday. Yes. The four of us. Two girls, two guys. Yes. Sex toys. We're Mm -hmm. ready to hook up.
1: We're ready to hook up. Okay. We're in the living room. Right. And so the girl, remember, she was Little Miss Dominatrix. She was the boss in this all around. Do you remember best. this? And she had that riding crop. Do you remember that? She had like that horse riding crop. Do you remember
0: this? I don't remember, <laughs> but I remember she controlled the whole fucking thing. <laughs> yes. Me, you're trying to pretend like I was in control. I was taking pictures. This girl, all three of us, the two guys involved, yes. we were her little bitches. <laughs> we
1: were her little bitches. Yeah, And I kind of liked it. it was I loved nice. it. Yes. So she's like... We're taking Soph into the bedroom. We're tying her to the bed. Tells her boyfriend to go out and get some rope from. The, do you remember this from the garage? So he goes out. He's fiddling around. He can't find anything. And he comes back in. And he's like, the only thing I can find are these six-foot HDMI cables. You remember this? Yes. <laughs> So I go down on you. Oh, you're blindfolded. Oh, You're blindfolded. She's talking dirty. She's whipping you. And I go down on you. I'm just down there. All of a sudden, I just, it feels like really wet, like more than just turned on wet. Okay. And I look blood everywhere. Blood is like everywhere, like soaking through the sheets. And I'm like, oh, and I come up and there's just blood all over my face. I look like a dog that just like, found a rabbit and was like chewing on it and I'm like what do we do and she's like still staying in character because you're blindfolded you <laughs> right. dirty little slut you're such a dirty little slut like
0: what are okay, we doing? okay so she had my back she had your back because she was thinking this girl will be so embarrassed <laughs> yes, right yes. so she was like she can't know yeah
1: she can't know yes. she can't know we don't want her to be embarrassed yes Come to find out was actually my nose had exploded in your crotch and it was my blood, not your blood.
0: You thought it was my period. Yes, I thought it was your period. Okay. All up my all over my
1: face. Like, and all over my face. And what was it? I came up and I realized my nose had just exploded. <laughs> In your vagina, exploded blood everywhere, soaking through the comforter, through the sheets, all the way to the bed. And
0: it was a bloody nose. It was a bloody nose. That is one of the most embarrassing things that can happen when you're having kinky sex with other people. Yeah. If your girlfriend gets her period during sex, who gives a fuck? Yeah. If she gets it during a foursome and everyone's involved and there's a girl eating her out and she gets it, and you
1: usually don't know them that well. You right. know what I mean? If you had, if you got your period like the first or second time you're having sex with someone, you'd be embarrassed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. And now here you are trying to be sexy for not one person but two, maybe three people.
0: You know what I think people will find interesting. I did not know this happened until months later. Yeah. You did not tell me, right? uh, On the way home. No, I
1: didn't tell you. It was like
0: months later and you said, I just have to tell you a funny story. (laughs) And I was like, dope. Okay. (laughs) Sloots, the weather is getting hotter and hotter and so am I. And you know what that means? It's time to be outside constantly. I am here to present and invite you to Live Nation Concert Week. From now until May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette. Oh my God, the flashback, the nostalgia, Cage the Elephant, and so many more for way less. Seriously, this might be the best deal I've ever come across. What is better than getting ready with your friends to the music you are about to see live and then meeting a cute guy at the show and dancing the night away on a warm summer night? There is literally nothing better than that. I know I will be in attendance for sure, Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's Livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. Apartments.com believes having a gym in your building does way more than just get you in shape. It turns your entire life around and is a great place to scope out the hot guy that lives in your building. And by guy, I mean guys. Having a gym in your building makes it 10 times more likely that you actually end up, show up, and work out. I mean, it's five floors down or whatever it is. And you'll be saving money on a gym membership that you'll go to probably half as much With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live is easy. Apartments.com hosts more rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place, or treadmill for that matter. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Our relationship was toxic as fuck. Mm -hmm. We are both to blame. Do you agree with that? Mm -hmm. I agree. Are you nodding your head? Because you're like, fuck you, bitch. It was all you.
1: (laughs) No, no, it was both of us. It was definitely both of us.
0: Okay. There's one fight that we got in Mm -hmm. that I have talked about on the old show Mm -hmm. briefly. But I think now that I have the man... Mm -hmm. that I did this God forsaken thing with, it's a completely different level of storytelling. Okay. So you and I get into a crazy fight. I don't even know what it was about.
1: Oh, I know what it was about. (laughs) I know exactly what it was about. We were at a party. We were going to hook up with this other couple. You were too fucked up. So we left. We came back home. I parked in the driveway. I dropped you off. My roommate is like, you need to move so I can get in the driveway. I literally leave for two minutes. It's literally two minutes. (laughs) I move your car out in front of the house so he he can get in the garage. I am gone for two minutes. I get back in the house and you're like, I can't believe you did that. I'm like, what did I do? (laughs) I'm like... I can't believe you did that to me. How could you do that to me? I'm like, what did I do? You went back over to that girl's house, to that couple's house, and you fucked the wife, didn't you? You did it behind my back. I'm like, babe, I was gone for two minutes. You were like, you were gone for two hours. You <laughs> we were just that, moving a car? I just moved the car out onto the street so that my roommate could get in the garage. Okay. Okay.
0: I thought to rationalize and be like, in my defense. <laughs> When you're blackout, there's no defense. (laughs) You go and sleep in a different room. Yes. I don't like that, especially when I'm drunk. I want you asleep next to me. (laughs) I don't want you next to me. I want you away. But when you're away, it upsets me. And not only do you want me
1: sleeping next to you, you want me falling asleep after you fall asleep. I remember how I, you would get so mad. I mean, if I ever fell asleep before, you'd give me the stinkiest eyes and like kick me to make sure I was up before you went back to sleep. Are you
0: still that way? No, okay. but kick you? I would do all types of yeah. shit. I would yes. pour water. I would be like, babe, I just heard some shit. I hate that shit. Okay. You are asleep in a different room. I don't fucking like that shit. When I'm drunk, amplified by a hundred. Yes. Okay. I walk into the other room wait, casually. Wait, wait, wait.
1: Don't tell me you walk in casually. So the guest room doesn't- No, don't even stumble. The guest room doesn't have a lock on the door. It just a, just has a doorknob on it. So I first, I just, I snuck in there thinking you wouldn't find me and you found me. So I had to push you back out, put you back into our room. And, I, and you just kept coming in and out. So I went downstairs. I got a kitchen t- chair and I propped it up underneath the doorknob so that you couldn't come in because I didn't have a lock. I had it jammed up there so good and so strong. Also, of a I just hear... Eh. Eh, eh, and you push that door open just enough so that you can slide into that room. I'm like, how in the hell did she do that? I tested that thing myself.
0: No yes, way. It was,
1: you must be skinny, girl, because it was seriously <laughs> like this wide, like six inches wide, and you slid right in to the room.
0: Oh <laughs> my fucking God. <laughs> well, okay, I'm proud of myself, but also... All the times I put a chair up against a doorknob, intruders can just slide right in.
1: Right? (laughs) Now you know. Now you know. If they're
0: skinny. (laughs) Right?
1: (laughs) Only skinny robbers can get you. Only skinny assailants can get you if you have a door propped up.
0: Yes. Okay. A
1: a, a chair propped up.
0: Yes. Okay. So I maneuver my weight. You maneuver.
1: That's a good way of putting it. You maneuver your skinny little ass in there.
0: You are pretending to be asleep, I guess. Pretending to be asleep. I crawl on top of you and I pretend it's like a sexual thing.
1: And here's the thing about you. You
0: you fell for it.
1: Oh, no. Here's the thing. I could be so mad at you. And it's not like we had a very active sex life, not even the kinky stuff. Like we had had a very active sex. It's not like I wasn't going to get sex from you again for another week. Right. But whenever you did this shit and you got me so pissed off. All you would do was come over to me, take that vagina out from me and just shove it in my face. And I couldn't say no. I couldn't say no. Every single time, no matter how. I was so mad at you. Steam was coming out of my ears. I was so mad at you. I know. That is a... I, I know you
0: know. The thing is, you are like most men all men listening, you guys are all the same. You're all disgusting. If a girl throws a <laughs> pussy in your face, 99% of things are forgiven.
1: 99. percent <laughs> yes. in our case.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow. You just confirmed. Okay. You, so you
1: crawl on top of me all sensually and sultry, and you're rubbing up on me, and you get down low, and you go right by my, head, by my ear, and you go, babe... <laughs> I'm like, I know, babe, we're going to have sex and I'm going to have to forgive you for all this heinous shit that you did. Accuse me of having an affair on you in two minutes when you thought it was two hours. I already know. Should we just take, should I just take my pants off? <laughs> babe, just so you know.
0: This is me talking. Yes, this is you. Yes.
1: This is Sophia with an F talking. Babe, just so you know, I'm going to fuck all of your friends. And then I'm gonna open up a 10 year account and I'm gonna fuck everyone on there too. And then she walks out of the room and slams the door. (laughs) Talk about mind fuck. Talk about, I thought I was gonna get my dick wet. Instead I got my dick hit (sighs) with a cold metal spoon.
0: (laughs) I am dying. Oh. (laughs) i Ooh. there's no comment it's just like <laughs> fuck yeah, yeah. The girls He's listening saying, fuck fuck yeah. do this shit Ooh. fuck with your boyfriend or any guy do this oh my god <laughs> i love myself for doing that that's and you know you're never doing it. that's the best part <laughs> kind of kind of brown out okay We have stories for days, Days. weeks, months, years. Years. We really do. (laughs) I want to get deep, please. Do it. Our relationship was wild, and I want us to dive into that because we were together. Three years? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you think the issue was in the relationship? I know there were 700. What do you think the base was?
1: The base, what what I think, yeah. I
0: I never trusted you.
1: You never trusted me, no matter what I said, no matter what I did, no matter how much I told you and showed you that I loved you, and I had, I only had eyes for you. Everything I did was to show you how much I loved you, and you still couldn't accept it. I guess is that what it
0: was. I think that my trust issues were a huge factor. I think that the way you acted in the relationship contributed. How so? do you have all night, to all day? Um,
1: no, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to no. put all the blame on you. And I understand what you're saying. But this is the way that I see it. Mm-hmm. And let's just talk about this. Mm-hmm. The majority of the arguments that we got in, the fights that we got in, started calm. You knew what buttons to push yeah. to get me to just boo-
0: Go, and yeah. That's not,
1: and and that's, I, that's still, that, that doesn't excuse me losing my temper that doesn't excuse me um losing my cool at all
0: Mm -hmm. i want to own that because i remember vividly on multiple occasions you would look at me and say this is going to turn into a blowout i want to be in a different room in a different place whatever the fuck it was I would not allow that, which in hindsight, why? You were telling me something, you were communicating, this is gonna turn into a whole thing and I wouldn't let you. To the point that I would try to break into whatever room you (laughs) went in, I would slide my little tiny hands underneath the door and tap on the door.
1: Yes. Do you have that video? I have it if you don't. (laughs) We're going
0: to post the video. There was a whole thing. We're not going to get into it. I threw a chicken sandwich at his face. I think that fight, you did not do anything wrong at all. Fully me. Um, You tried to lock yourself in your room. And once again, I would not allow it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if he sees my fingers underneath the door, he'll know how serious I am. Mm -hmm. Which leads me to another point. Blocking. Block him. Block him. I used to say that shit all of the time. I got it from dating you. We would block each other like it was texting. It was a
1: joke. It was so bad. But then
0: we would enable each other. Yeah. Because we would think to ourselves, depending on how far the other one goes trying to reach us we will forgive (laughs) which is why i put my fingers underneath the door
1: which is why when i blocked her her being you on everything and you came at me on my fitness pal do you remember this you came at me on my fitness pal (laughs) why won't you unblock me unblock on my fitness and you know what actually
0: you unlocked me. I thought it me. was so
1: cute. I thought it was so cute that you came at me like that. Who gets that creative and thinks my fitness pal as a way of communicating to somebody? It was adorable.
0: Do you guys see why the toxicity kept going on? You thought that was cute that I found you on my fitness pal. <laughs> That's why I would go to insane measures after that. I
1: don't think it that, to reach you. Yeah, I don't think it got that level i showed up at your house yeah which time
0: (laughs) you blocked me on everything Mm -hmm. you got smart you blocked me on my fitness pal (laughs) you blocked me on every fucking app venmo all of them i was like i have to go to his house he cannot block me from his house (laughs) so i'm gonna show up do you remember that
1: wasn't i out of town yeah okay
0: Which was on my part. I should have done my research and looked into it, but okay. We're getting off on a tangent, the blocking, but you would block me also. Mm -hmm. I would block you. When would you block me?
1: When I was trying to convince myself that this was it. This was the time that I'm finally going to walk away and I just need to have no contact with her whatsoever Block her on everything. That's what I told myself.
0: Okay, that's what I told I, myself.
1: But can in I that, interrupt? Yeah.
0: I thought it was always to fuck with my head.
1: What I told myself was I was trying to get over you, which there, some of that was true. In actuality, if I'm being honest, it was a fuck with you. Mm-hmm. And just fuck, I knew how that made you feel. Yeah. And the way I was feeling, the way that I felt that you made me feel, I'm like she deserved to feel like this.
0: Right. With the blocking. And that's fucked up. I would never do that now. Would you?
1: I actually did it with my girlfriend. (laughs) The same thing. Some of us
0: have matured. (laughs) Some of us have not. Confess. Okay, what happened?
1: Same thing. I just thought that it was over. And I convinced myself that the blocking was just so I could get over it when the blocking was actually just vengeful vindictive right and i just wanted to hurt her and just let her know that there's no way that she can contact me no matter what's going
0: on right that's the thing with blocking it's not
1: healthy it's not a good thing to do no i get it it feels good in that moment because like i said i get that little bit of satisfaction of knowing that i'm hurting you
0: but how do they know that they're blocked it's because the messages go green the messages
1: go green that's the call, only way if you call goes straight to voicemail
0: Okay, let me ask you this. Sorry guys, I just took a sip from my cocktail because this shit is (laughs) intense. I'm reliving. Would you ever just turn your phone off to convince me that you blocked me? Oh, absolutely. So you could see all the shit when you woke up.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And I want and I wanted to see it. Deep down I wanted to turn my phone on and hear ding 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 yes. ding from Sophie ding 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 make me feel good but at the <laughs> same time I know my shit was coming in green ding ding yager. It is
0: so fucked up. Really? It's fu- it's fucked if up. you think about it?
1: Yeah, it is. It's t- it's immature. Right. It's hurtful, it's toxic. It's toxic. Yeah at at the root of it all it's toxic it's it is. and it's it's hard like i said you get that instant gratification of like yeah blocked i don't have to deal with them
0: but also just turn the phone off so you can get all the messages when you turn exactly. it on and then you block after just so you can see the shit
1: yes Or I would sometimes unblock because sometimes you block and then you unblock and the text that came in when you were blocked will still come in. Oh my God. Even though.
0: It will go in blue. Yeah. And you're like, my whole mission (laughs) is fucked. Turn the phone off, turn the laptop off, turn the lights off. We're fucked.
1: Especially since I always have red on. I always have my red on.
0: Aside from blocking, what? let's try to get deep. And we are both deep people, so I know we can. Let's start with what our most frequent argument was about your relationships with the opposite sex. <laughs> Ew. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> He's laughing. You had numerous, I would say twenty, thirty best friends that were women. Mm-hmm. You were very close with your Mm ex-girlfriends. Hi, I'm sitting in your closet. (laughs) Case in point. Um, That always bothered me. Yeah. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. What do you have to say for yourself?
1: (laughs) It bothers a lot of my girlfriends. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I like... And I get it. I understand why that would make you upset and why that would make you feel threatened, especially as, like, sexual as I am, you know? I think
0: that's what it is.
1: Yeah. I don't think most guys can be friends with girls and not try to, like, hook up with them. You know what I mean? I think... Yes. And I have so many friends, and they're beautiful women, Mm -hmm. beautiful girls. I
0: know. That's (laughs) why I would get fucking pissed.
1: Yes. And me being the sexual person I am... Nobody believed it, including you, which I understand that we were just friends and nothing had ever happened before. Case in point. Do you remember when we went to uh, we had a therapist appointment? Do you remember this?
0: Guys, we had couples therapy. <laughs> had couples therapy. Isn't that cute? I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about, but what happened?
1: So we get there to therapy. And you're like, I love him. He's great. But he's got all these girls that he's really good friends with and will go out. And this happened all the time.
0: You walked into parties and girls would gravitate towards you because they're your fucking best friends and hang all over you. I wouldn't even do that much PDA with you and you were my boyfriend. It's true. It's true. Oh, my God. You can hear my anger in the microphone. (laughs) Ladies, do not let him manipulate you over this microphone. He's going to try to convince you it's fine.
1: I'm not going to try to convince you it's fine. Those are my boundary issues. We talked about it in couples therapy, which we went to, which was lovely. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about it in that, in that session. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'll work. I'll be really good about it. I'll make a conscious effort to not. Make you feel like that and to not do that. So we had a Christmas party up at the cabin at my friend's right cabin. after, right? Like we literally left therapy and drove straight to the cabin. And we get there and we walk in. And what is the first thing that happens? Some girl that you don't even know, you never you've never even met this friend before. No. Runs up, wraps her legs around me. Kisses me on the lips. Oh, my God. I miss you
0: so much.
1: You guys. The look on your face. The
0: look on your face. (laughs) I'm silent laughing. And it's laughing because it's funny and laughing because I'm pissed all over again. (laughs) The second we got there and that happened, I thought to myself, oh, the party's over. I'm going to be fucking furious all night long. And we have... The next 12 hours to be here. That's probably why I took Molly and blacked out and did blow. You're the reason for my drug problem.
1: All comes back to me. It yes. all comes back to me. No,
0: I'm going to take responsibility okay. at some point. I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about boundaries. Yeah.
1: Do you remember sex slave. That's a whole, we don't have time to get up uh, to unpack all that. It's a, it's a, it was a a a real sex slave well not a real it's not like she was in locked up in my basement but that was her pet i'm sure
0: for a couple hours here (laughs) and there when you were but that's
1: it and then we were it was but it was all part of our game that we played yes her her nickname was sex slave Mm -hmm. she wouldn't let me call me by her name she's like my name is sex slave
0: yes it was a can i explain it really quick because people are gonna be like what (laughs) like yeah she was chained up here and there like whatever um this girl, I don't want to call her a fuck buddy because it was so much more than that in like the kinkiest way possible. It was a girl you would have sex with. You guys were never serious no. at all. It was the opposite. Yeah. It was only sex, and she made that very clear by telling you, You can only call me your sex slave. Mm. I can only come in through the window. Yes, yeah,
1: she would. I will not come through your front door. I will only yes. crawl through your window. <laughs> And once again, going back to my boundary issues, I have no idea why I thought it would be a good idea for my girlfriend to meet my former sex slave. But I thought it was a good idea. No idea why I thought that. No idea why. <laughs> that's me owning my shit. Me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I am. To be honest, I'm a little taken aback because I think that's boundary issues times 10. Yeah. But I think it's very telling of how innocent you were in wanting me to meet these people. Mm -hmm. Right? Kind of. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Like, if you're fucking around doing shit, you're not bringing that girl to the apartment. Exactly. That was boundary issue number 75. Um, You didn't think it would be a cool idea for us to meet. You had her show up to the house to meet me type shit. <laughs> yes. You're a sex slave. Not an yes. ex-girlfriend. No. Not, in, not a bestie. Not a
1: GBFF, as I would call them. Girl oh, yeah, BFFs.
0: Explain that. What is GBFF?
1: Girl BFFs. Yes. I always have like, I have lots of girls that are friends, but I have one in particular. That's my homie. We hang out all the time. Yes. It wasn't one of those.
0: No, it was a sex slave <laughs> that you would fuck like a toy like an object because she wanted it that was the kink which i understand did i need to hang out with her and meet her and eat dinner with her and have a drink with her no no so i am ready to take ownership of my shit because i think you've done enough i will say my trust issues in our relationship were 20 out of 10 i think a lot of people suffer from trust issues. I think we all have, you know, a little bit, right? Even you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. I would go ahead and say mine were really crazy. Would you agree? I would agree. (laughs) (laughs) He's trying to hold back a laugh. (laughs) Mine were really bad. And it wasn't because of Meeb doing anything It had, it had nothing to do with your actions, although I'm sure the actions amplified, but I had those issues day one going Mm -hmm. into the relationship. Mm
1: -hmm. So in my current relationship, she has a lot of trust issues as well. And I'm wondering, so one thing that I've learned in my current relationship is reflective listening. So instead of reacting to what they're doing and the way that it's making me feel, I, I, I talk to her and I'm like, okay, so this situation Is making you feel like this. Am I understanding you correctly?
0: So reflective listening is you hearing what your partner is saying. And instead of reacting, you're reflecting.
1: All you're trying to say is I understand what you're feeling. I don't agree with that. I don't necessarily agree with it. But this is what you're saying. This is how you're feeling right now in this moment. Am I right? Am I correct? Got it. And with my current girlfriend, it just defuses the situation. Yep. That's how I'm feeling. And we don't get in big fights and it's we're able to like civilly figure out our shit.
0: So I understand what you're saying. You are saying when those moments happened where I would freak the fuck out about you crossing a boundary, let's just say, mm-hmm. and I would freak out, you would react by also freaking out. Mm-hmm.
1: What I'm saying is, let's rewind. We're in that moment. You're mad at me for hugging that girl too long. I come to you and I'm like, okay, so what you're saying is me over here talking to this girl for too long, hugging her for too long, is making you feel uncomfortable. It's triggering trust issues. Is that what you're saying? Would that have diffused an argument? Or would you have been like, fuck you. (laughs) We are fighting about this right now. I don't give a fuck how sweet and how nice and how understanding and how reflective you're listening.
0: That is fucking good question, good question because I think it would have diffused a lot of the arguments. I mm-hmm. do think so. Yeah. yeah. Because I think when you're in that moment, you are feeling your trust issues boiling up, mm-hmm. insecurity, etc. cetera. If the guy that is making you feel that way comes up to you and grabs you and just makes it so clear that there's nothing to be afraid of that would diffuse so many ongoing arguments yes i so what you just asked me yes i agree
1: unless you're blackout
0: (laughs) yes if you're blackout drunk then then there's there's, no nothing nothing that's gonna zero a tranquilizer maybe (laughs) look You've had a long day, your boss is annoying you, your boyfriend is accusing you of something you didn't even do, and your sibling is asking you for money. That's like an everyday thing for me. While I don't have all the answers, I do know that we have the power to change any situation we're in, in a flash, in a snap. We can turn it into a celebration And a little glass of wine is just the thing to turn your day around sometimes. But of course, you just realized you ran out of everything. Luckily for you, our friends over at DoorDash have you covered. If you're in the mood to treat yourself or just want to make sure you are always hostess with the mostess ready, DoorDash is your go-to without you having to move from your couch. And it's convenient. Do you know how heavy a handle of tequila is? How about five of them? Exactly. Plus, the alcohol selection at DoorDash is top notch. You will find what you're looking for. Beer, wine, mixers, and even mocktails for the non-alcoholic girlies can be delivered straight to your door. So get your drinks in hand without lifting a finger with DoorDash and use code SOFIA24 to get 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more on drinks through DoorDash. For eligible users only, terms apply, must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery, and promotions available only in select markets. Excited about this one, guys. I'm getting in my grown woman bag. I'm entering my wifey era at full speed and no one can stop me because I've been investing in myself and in my kitchen. I used to buy the absolute cheapest cookware I could possibly find and mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, not the move. The move is high quality, thoughtfully designed, non-toxic, and incredibly cute cookware from drumroll please, Great Jones. You are welcome. Great Jones cookware is so stunning. You will actually want to cook. It's like getting a new super cute slash hot workout set. You'll be at the gym later that day. No question. My Dutch baby from Great Jones, aka the cutest baby pink Dutch oven in the color taffy. I keep that shit on display. That is when I'm not using it. All right, guys, let's fucking do this shit. Let's go. Questions. Let's hear it. All right. So I have people writing in questions, advice, and stories. One of the first questions is, to you as a man, do you like ass play? To me as a man? Yes, yes. You're the only man in the room <coughs>
1: in the closet. You already know the answer to this, but we should probably just answer it out loud. Yes. I am so I'm so weird about my anus. You, you don't know, like you know? it.
0: Bottom I'm line. ticklish.
1: I'm just weird about it. I don't like people down in there personally.
0: Which I think is just interesting because you are so kinky I in know. other areas. I know. But ass play just no.
1: Ass play for me is a no. Personally.
0: Okay. Well, actually,
1: my girlfriend kind of got into it a little bit and kind of liked it. Surprisingly, kind of liked it. Okay. I don't know what it was. Maybe I'm used to her touch now, so it wasn't so tickly, but a little- She
0: was able to sneak in like a (laughs) finger.
1: she just snuck it on in there.
0: One, Um, two.
1: One, just a little-
0: Just one. Just
1: like around. Didn't even go in. Just like- just. (laughs)
0: Just outside the butthole. Just outside, just... Does that even count? No. Yeah,
1: why wouldn't it count? It's still playing with your anus. Just because you're not all up in there doesn't mean it doesn't count.
0: I guess. But for the most part, that's a no.
1: For me, no. But I know a lot of guys that are into that. Right. They like that kind of play.
0: Next question. Do guys get post-nut clarity when they're in a relationship slash married? Or is it just in hookup culture kind of thing?
1: What is post nut clarity? I don't even know what that is. Am I too old to know? This is a millennial thing? I've never even heard of that. Post
0: nut clarity is when a guy comes after sex, mm-hmm. usually, and he has this moment where everything in the world makes sense. Any questions he had, any anything, he has two seconds after he comes where he sees everything clearly. I feel you've like never... most guys
1: just want to roll over and go to sleep.
0: Okay, <laughs> the, but the right when you... you're talking about? Really? <laughs> so you've never had the post-nut? This
1: post-nut clarity, I've never even heard of that before. Usually my nuts are preceded by... Okay. Guilt or shame or I want to just kick that chick the fuck out of my bed and go to bed. Okay, that's the post-nut
0: clarity though. That's the post-nut clarity? The post-nut clarity is the two seconds you have where you either feel guilt, shame, or you look at the girl and you're like, I cannot believe I just fucked that. I was about to say something very derogatory, which I'm not doing because this is female <laughs> empowerment, y'all. <laughs> it's when you come... And you look at the girl and you think to yourself, this girl needs to get the fuck out. Okay. Which I've had that with a dude. <laughs> Not the same way.
1: Mm-hmm. How's it different?
0: I think because guys can come easier than girls.
1: Guys can definitely come easier.
0: than Yes. Girls. So, how's it different for a girl then? I think I just, in general, look at the guy the next day and I'm like, I need to get the fuck out or right after we fuck, (laughs) even if I don't come. That's the difference. It doesn't need to be a post nut. It's just post anything. So what's
1: the question now about post nut clarity? Okay.
0: Do guys get post nut clarity when they are in a relationship slash married or is it just in hookup culture? That's a great one. That is a
1: good question. I feel like you get it. I get it more in a relationship that I do. And I feel like the only thing that happens when it's just like a hookup is I want to roll over and go to sleep or I want this girl to get the fuck out okay. of my bed. Well, you know? that is
0: a form of post not clarity. Yeah. Okay, but
1: I don't f- see the stars, and I'm not seeing like, my life laid out before my eyes. That's what I feel like when I hear post nut clarity. I feel like it's some spiritual thing. Buddha
0: enlightenment. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't want to compare <laughs> Buddha to the post nut clarity. Oh my god!
1: Um, yes. <laughs> so I feel like it's more post nut shame <laughs> maybe that's just my mormon my religious upbringing yes but maybe just post-nut shame is what i feel if post-nut shame is the same thing as post-nut clarity i felt lots of post-nut clarity <laughs> me too tears crying yes <laughs> I can't believe i did that i'm going to hell i'm a horrible person
0: <laughs> i haven't felt the going to hell but i think women in general feel that because yeah. we are women and we should not be having sex period.
1: Wait, are you saying that m- women shouldn't be having sex?
0: Yes. What do you what? mean? I'm not saying that. I'm saying society puts oh, that on us.
1: you were saying that.
0: Uh, do you know what <laughs> I do and what I've been doing? Exactly.
1: That's what I'm like, whoa, this is a quite the uh, 180 for you, <laughs> Sophia with an F.
0: No, women have been told throughout our lives, kind of, That sex is bad unless we are married. Bottom line.
1: Women who have lots of sex are sluts. Men that have lots of sex are studs.
0: Exactly. That kind of a thing. Yes. Yes. So uh, the shame thing that you feel, Mm. I feel that too. (laughs) And a lot of girls do.
1: (laughs) Post-nut shame. I like it.
0: Let's change it. Post-nut shame. Okay. Post-nut
1: shame from now on. I think that works a lot. I think it's definitely people feeling a lot more shame than clarity
0: post-nut. That is, that is philosophical. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Damn. Woo. Okay. This is not really a question, but I want to get a guy's perspective. Okay. This girl wrote in in response to something I posted on social media, which everyone follow me. <laughs> this is just an excuse for me to plug my social media. <laughs> Sophie with an F, Franklin with a Y. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm getting off topic. This girl wrote in. To a question I posted about plastic surgery, I said, is it ever okay to lie about getting work done? From a guy's perspective, do you think it matters if a girl lies about it? Does that bother you? Do guys even care? What's the deal? If
1: the surgery is good enough to where you can't tell they got it done, eh, whatever. Whatever. Okay. If they go freaking... I know a girl, she got triple D's and she tried to tell everyone that it was just natural. No, it was no there's nothing natural about that. You're 120 pounds, you got triple D tits. Nothing natural about that at all.
0: Okay, so, so you find that annoying. Yeah,
1: it's annoying if you lie about it. If you get a little something here, a little something there, eh I guess not lying about it, but if you don't want to just make it you don't have to be like proud about it, like, yeah, I got Botox, right. bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if something Obvious has been done. You've gotten something very obvious done. You should probably own your shit. That's what I think. What do you think?
0: I think that that just teeters the line because, like, how many girls on Instagram you stare at them? Maybe it's just me being a little leszy. <laughs> I probably should not say that. <laughs> That's for another episode. Um, maybe it's just me, but I will find myself twenty minutes deep. Trying to figure out if a girl's butt is real or not. Have you ever found yourself in that situation?
1: All the time.
0: Okay. Yes. Thank you. I feel like
1: fake butts are pretty easy to tell, though. You know what I mean? They're almost like fake tits.
0: Right. But there are certain butts that you are bewildered. Fake butts.
1: And they look real. Yes.
0: Or vice versa. But usually it's fake and it looks real. Regardless, when it's something like that. You're saying the girl, if it's obvious, she needs to divulge. She if needs it's, to
1: own that shit. Absolutely. Okay. What
0: if it's a girl with a butt and you cannot for the life of you tell? She can keep it to herself. She
1: can keep that to herself. That's what I think. Okay. As long as it's not obvious, like I said. I
0: disagree.
1: Why do you disagree?
0: Men are vain to a certain extent. Women are 10 times more because I don't have to get into the reasons why. There are a million reasons. So we are always trying to look better. Mm -hmm. And if there are women getting plastic surgery and lying about it, it sets a certain standard that is not real. Number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, when girls lie about it, it makes other girls feel like they need to lie about it. Yeah. So it's perpetuates like this I see cycle what you're saying there. Yes.
1: How about on that same uh, line? What about FaceTune and Photoshopping your pictures? Should, mm. you be, should you be honest about that? I mean, it's that's um, in a lot of ways. That's more deceptive than fake boobs or a fake ass or <sighs> fake lips or something like that. that right. Is, Don't right. you agree?
0: That is such a good point.
1: I know so many girls that just, you see them online and I'm like, wow. And then you see them in real life and I'm like, wow.
0: So many girls, right? Yes.
1: I feel like that's more deceptive than, than lying about having a fake ass or lying about getting your done. You know?
0: (laughs) I want to give a profound answer, but you just got me. Because I obviously do that to my pictures. But what do you do? I feel like you don't maybe put
1: like a light filter on it. I don't feel like you're like tweaking your ass, tweaking your tits. I
0: have before. I get it.
1: Hey, if you have a zit and you want to touch it up with Facetune, that's fine. I don't look like a different
0: person when I show up somewhere. Exactly. But I will still fuck around with the photo. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Is that worse than getting plastic surgery and lying about it? I don't know. TBD.
1: TBD, I guess.
0: We'll have to continue that. Yes. Actually, I'm going to do a discussion thread because I want to fucking know what everyone thinks. Okay. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for coming. Meeb, thank you for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. And for real, no shit. You know I'm not doing this for the fame because I don't even want anyone to know my name. You have to have me on the podcast again. Yes. Because we have not even scratched the surface Of Sophie and me, no, not even close. Like I said, we could literally have three seasons just our three-year relationship.
0: Yes, and (laughs) that is not an exaggeration. We maybe scratched the surface. There are a hundred more stories that I thought maybe you would bring one up and I would be done. But who knows? Ten episodes from now, I think we could fucking talk about it. Exactly. Um, thank you so much, you guys. Rate and subscribe. Sophie with Enough Podcast. I. No, I sound like a nagging mom saying that shit, but it really does help me. And my merch, sophiafranklin.com. You can find it all there. And um, follow me on my socials, Sophia Franklin. Sophia with an F, if you couldn't tell by the title of the show. Franklin with a Y. Um, I love you guys so much. I will talk to you next week.
1: Toodaloo.